You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day and Happy St. Patrick's Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from the Your Story Travel Company, Gina and Sarah. We hope that you're all safe and happy and healthy. You're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. This is the 600th episode. Yes, you heard me correctly. This is our 600th episode. And today we'll be sharing with you the history of the Mousecapades podcast. You'll be hearing from some of our current and former hosts, hearing from some of our listeners, and we're going to be giving you the latest Disney rumors and news to try and help your week be more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of your story travel company. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our story guides would be glad to help. Visit yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. If you're thinking about going to Disney in the future, a small refundable deposit will hold your trip. Contact us today. Well, I'm super excited, you guys. I I hope you guys are as excited. I know that some of the other guides wanted to be on here with us, but it is the 600th episode, which seems so crazy to me. I remember saying this is the 100-something episode, so wow. Time goes fast, I think. So before we get started, we're going to give you a little history background of how the Mousecapades podcast came to be. In 2013, two Disney-loving elementary school teachers, Nick Iman and Dave Gentili, started talking about creating a podcast to talk about Disney, the good, the bad, and the dark and the ugly. They, of course, like the dark and the ugly the best. Um, it was two years before uh, they were able to record the very first episode of the Mousecapades podcast. That was in March 2015. And so the Mousecapades podcast was born. They interviewed former cast members, including our friend and colleague, Chrissy Pagnotti. They talked with former Imagineer and now Your Story Travel Company partner, Brian Collins. They did Disney trip reports with listeners, and that is how Vicki really got involved. As most of you know, Vicki goes to Disney at Christmas, so they had her on the show to discuss what that looked like. They did Disney historical episodes and some dark Disney episodes. Anything that was unique and different, they covered it. In about February of 2016, Dave realized that he had to make a big decision. While he loved being on the podcast and he loved talking Disney each and every week, his growing family really needed him. Nick understood and let Dave know that he was always welcome to come back and chat with us about Disney at any time. At that time, Nick asked Vicki if she would be willing to join him. She jumped all in and started recording with Nick in March of 2016. They continued to podcast, but they started doing one episode a week of Rumors and News, and they added a second show a week that was Trip Reports, history of different Disney things, Disney brackets, etc. After a while, Tim came onto the show as a guest and stuck around for about nine months. Even Chrissy joined from time to time hosting, which Vicki loved because it evened out the banter between the boys and the girls. In January 2018, Nick and I met with Stephanie and her husband Keith at a bread company to help her plan her family's first Disney World trip. 
for the spring break of 2018. We knew that she was going to be in love with it as much as we were when she returned with her Princess Lucy. After Stephanie returned from Disney, Nick and I did a trip report with her. Just as we predicted, Stephanie had fallen in love with Disney the way that we had. By now, Nick and I were doing three episodes a week with my husband, Brad, editing them. In the summer, Nick would have to go to reserves for about a month, and so Vicky's daughter Kaylee hosted with her to keep the show going. This was extra fun for Vicky to share her love of Disney and the show with Kaylee. They did shows that really dug into historical Disney about music, movies, and more. Even Vicky's son Joey came on the show as a guest on Pixar movies. Three shows a week continued until January of 2019. Vicky left the show and I started doing the show with Nick. Just uh, We just did the rumors and the news shows on Wednesdays. In October of 2019, Tim and Nick started the Your Story Travel Company, specializing in Disney trips. In January, Nick approached Vicky about returning to the Mousecapades podcast and joining the Your Story Travel Company, Ohana. In March 2020, Nick started having the Your Story Travel Guides on the weekly rumors and news shows. With the travel agency and Nick's job as a third grade teacher, he needed more time to be with family. So in April 2020, Vicky and Stephanie became the hosts of the Mousecapades podcast. Some of you and the listeners reached out and said they enjoyed listening to the show, but that they couldn't always tell who was talking. So Vicky and Stephanie started having two Your Story Travel Guides a week help them host the weekly rumors and news show. Through the pandemic, we joined you each week trying to bring the magic in a hard time in our country and in the world. In July 2020, we celebrated with you because of the reopening of Disney World. And although it would look a lot different, it gave us all a lot of hope that the magic would return and we'd all be going to Disney World again. We've tried our best to share the latest details with you and trip reports of listeners and ourselves to keep you up to date on what's going on in Florida and around the world. We appreciate you all listening to the show and sharing our love of Disney. You truly have been our Ohana, and we look forward to sharing 600 more episodes with you in the years to come. We love to hear from you and to get to know you even better, so please continue to contact us. Disney has a special place in all of our hearts, and we hope to continue sharing that with our Ohana. To add to the celebration, I contacted some of our listeners that reach out to us to record a few words. I also reached out to the Your Story travel guides that weren't going to be with us this week so that they could be a part as well. Here is what they had to say. This is Betsy Miller, one of the Your Story Travel Guides, wishing the Mousecapades podcast a happy 600th episode. I'm so happy to be part of the team, bringing everyone all the exciting and fabulous news from Disney World. Hope everyone continues to travel there and enjoy the magic that it provides, I know, to my family and hopefully to yours as well. Have a great day. Happy 600th episode, Mousecapades, from Miranda Lung. It's always fun to be a part of the magic and help spread a little pixie dust to all of our listeners. Here's to the next 600. Hi, I'm Crystal from Montana, California, and I've been a longtime listener of the Mousecapades podcast. I wanted to say congratulations on your 600th episode and to thank all of you for all your hard work to make this podcast so amazing. Congratulations again. I can't wait to hear the next 600 episodes. Hey, Mousecapades listeners. This is Margie. Happy 600th episode of the Mousecapades podcast. This is so exciting. I have absolutely loved coming on every once in a while and spending my time with you sharing so much of the magical news of Disney. 
Thank you guys for listening, and I look forward to bringing you even more magic and more joy as the years go on. Can't wait until the 700th episode. Talk to you later, and until next time, adventure is out there. Happy 600th Mousecapades. We have been listening for quite a long time and it's kind of mine and Ben's tradition now. So we could get a good episode or so in on the drive to school. And then we would talk about things we wanted to do when we went back. He calls it Mickey Mouse. It's kind of a fun thing. So now we have a new little member who's, once he can talk, he'll be talking about Mousecapades and Mickey Mouse and everything too. You might be able to hear him in the background. Hi, Master P. Listeners. Hi, class. Hi, Miss Marshall's class. Hi, Miss Marshall's class. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Hi, this is Lee Suggs. I'm a listener of Mousecapades from Tuolumne, California. Uh, my main interest is Disneyland, but I listen to Mousecapades because I am interested in Disney World as well. I wanted to congratulate Mousecapades on their 600th episode. Um, I started listening to the show when uh, Nick and Vicky were doing it, and it was very entertaining because they had a great rapport. They had great information about the parks, and it was just a real accessible way to listen to information about Disney World particularly, especially right now. It's entertaining because Disneyland is closed, and so it's a way to uh, find out what's going on in another Disney park. I most appreciate what Mousecapades does is help people plan with their trips, which is overwhelming for a lot of people. Vicky and the uh, other ladies are willing to help people find out exactly how to have the best experience in terms of uh, visiting Disney World. And I think that that's always been a part of Mousecapades, and I think that it's uh, it's cool that it is now an official thing. So once again, congratulations on their 600th episode, and I encourage everyone to continue listening to the show and find out exactly what's happening in Disney World. And and how you can best have a good time there. Hey, Mousecapades Podcast. This is Travis from Alabama. Congratulations on 600 episodes. What an accomplishment. Thank you again so much for all that you do and your dedication to, to bring us the news and to keep me and my family in the Disney bubble and looking forward to our next trip. Now let's set your sights on 6,000 episodes, and I'll talk to you then. Bye. This is Brandy with your Story Travel Company. Happy 600th episode, Mousecapade listeners. Hey guys, this is cast member Chrissy from Your Story Travel Company. I just want to give a huge shout out to the Mousecapades podcast on celebrating their 600th episode. It's been a great journey since the very beginning, and I look forward to dreaming of Disney with all of you in the future. There is some exciting news that we have to share with you. And you guys, I'm so excited about this. This is going to be open when I go on my trip. So excited. So here we go. I'm going to kick it off with the big, this big deal. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in the French Pavilion at Epcot's World Showcase is opening on October First, We feel like this has been some awesome timing on Disney's part. October 1st is the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom's opening. So why not fill two parks by opening this long-awaited ride? Can't wait. It'll be open for our girls' trip. It better not be a virtual queue that we can't get on. <laughs> I am so excited for this. And last week, we were talking about, like, when do we think it's going to open? They said October, and we were joking that watch is going to be, like, October 31st. They're going to make us wait to the very last day. <laughs> but it's not. It's the first. Like, that's really exciting. So you're going to have to plan another trip, Steph. 
Oh, of course I will. <laughs> I guess so. We have room for for another person. Oh, okay. Give me the details. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, friends, if you aren't familiar with this ride, um, it just like Rise of the Resistance, it's a trackless ride. So it's very different from a lot of the rides that you might have experienced at Disney World in the past. And you are going to be the size of a mouse in Remy's world. And I know you can find videos on YouTube if you want to see what it's like, or you could just show up on your next trip and experience it all for the first time. <laughs> I have watched the videos because I have to do that sort of thing. Um, but yes, I'm so excited. I think this is gonna be a huge hit for Epcot, and I can't wait to see the France Pavilion as part of it. So on to some other news that Disney released this week. Magic Mobile Adventures at Disney are set to begin. This offers contactless access to the Magic Band services without having to use a Magic Band. You will be able to access this straight from your smart device. You link your park tickets to your mobile wallet and tap your phone or other devices at tap styles when you enter the Disney parks. If you don't prefer technology, there will still be the Magic Key cards available, or you can also purchase a Magic Band. This will launch in phases starting this year, and it will roll out on Apple devices first. Yes, that does include the Apple Watch. I'm still gonna use my Magic Band. Yeah, me too. I love Magic Bands. I think I'm sticking with it. But I did notice when we were there last month that I wore both my Apple Watch and my Magic Band on the same wrist. And um, whenever I went to pay for something, they would ask, do you want to pay with your Magic Band or do you want to pay with your Apple Watch? So I guess it's, you know, it was inevitable. Did you guys know those were called tap styles? Because I don't know where I was. No. I didn't know that's what they were called. I was called the dingy thingy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. It makes sense, though, because it used to be a turnstile, but now it's right. the tap style. So it I makes sense to me. I touch points, but I think that was my own terminology. <laughs> Just your created one. That's right. But that's okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So Cinderella's castle is getting ready for the 50th anniversary. Yay! The castle is going to get an iridescent rose gold paint finish <laughs> as but well as... Yeah, I didn't make that up, people, just so we're clear. Uh, <laughs> it's going to get a rose gold paint finish as well as jewels, swags, and bunting. And the first banner popped up on the side of the castle this past week. The concept art shows much more than these few details, so we are expecting the cranes might be in your castle picture shots here in the future until October 1st because it is approaching so quickly and Disney wants the castle to look just right for that special day. Yeah, I have to tell you, when they first repainted the castle, I wasn't a huge fan because I didn't think it felt very Cinderella. I love the actual, you know, the actual animated film. And to me, that wasn't the same castle. But when I saw this first touch, I could really see where they were going with the iridescent features. And it all seems to make sense now. So that um, kind of adds to my faith in, you know, trust Disney. They're Imagineers for a reason, and I think they do know what they're doing 99% of the time. <laughs> well, honestly, I thought it looked better in person than it did in pictures, too, because I didn't like the pictures, and then when I finally saw it from my own eyes for the first time, I actually kind of liked it. 
And I really like it the best at night, I think. Yeah, me too. And that's my favorite night. So this week we learned that Disney CEO Bob Chapek had announced Disneyland should be able to reopen the end of April 2021. Chapek said that it was going to take a while to call 10,000 cast members to work and to be able to train them in a way that meets California's standards. Disney should be announcing an official opening date in the coming weeks and we're going to be sure to let you know as soon as we do. I'm super excited for this. It has been long awaited um and i'm glad that we have an end in sight vicky we just had that conversation last week about that remember that you were kind of disappointed that they weren't opening sooner and i said well they've got to rehire all those cast members yep you were right so you get to sing the i was right song <laughs> do you know that song i can teach it to you when we're no, not recording. I don't know that song. <laughs> i'll teach it to you because it's really fun when it's your kids or your husband <laughs> but not right now <laughs> So I know we talked about this on a previous podcast. This was the a touch of Disney that was happening at Disneyland. Well, they have already sold tickets through April 19th. This tells us that the park will most likely open after April 19th. Disney also announced that Fast Pass, Max Pass, Extra Magic Hours, and Magic Mornings will not be available when the park reopens. This is also true for parades and character meet and greets or any other attractions that would cause large crowds to form. I mean, this isn't surprising because that's exactly what's happening at Disney World. So if you are expecting more to come from Disneyland, I think this should be a, oh yeah, this is probably the right direction that we're headed because it's exactly what's going on at Disney World. And Disneyland people, please do not be upset because it sounds horrible at first, but we're just so excited that you guys are gonna have it open, be able to go there. And I promise you'll still have a magical time. Let's talk about the Avengers Campus in Disneyland. We don't have an official date for the opening, but it probably isn't going to be open when Disneyland reopens, as it was promised a few weeks back. Brittany Howe, the project coordinator for the new Spider-Man Web Slinger, shared a look inside the attraction this week. There's already plexiglass inside the queue. She already announced that her high score for the ride is 480,000 points, and it is the score to beat. Until then, we will just wait to hear the opening day, just like we did with Ratatouille. Although this sounds like it's pretty far along. Mm-hmm. She's already been playing it. She's scored herself some 480,000 points. Right. They have the, the, the lines, the cues all set up. So I wonder what the hold, hold on is for that one. Again, it might be they're holding off until they can gather media and have right. large crowds available for an opening, which if they're just opening the parks, I doubt that would be, you know, something they want to open right when the parks reopen. Very true. So former CEO Bob Iger announced this week that his last day at Disney will officially be the end of 2021. So December 31st, 2021, his original plans to step down have been pushed to two new dates because of the pandemic. And Bob Chapek has been the official CEO since March of 2020 when the pandemic hit or right before it. I didn't even realize that he was he was still like I thought Iger was done done. <laughs> well, he had said that. And I guess he just hung around because he felt bad because all the things I mean, because honestly, that he was announced CEO and then slash mountain log sunk and the jungle cruise took on water and the people mover crashed. 
And then the pandemic hit. And I mean, it almost seemed like, did, did you plan this to happen? When I took over, kind of, I felt like <laughs> that's what I would have felt like if it was me. So so Iger kind of stuck around just to help help Chapek out and be like, let me, let me help you here, bud. You got a lot on your plate at the moment. So anyways, if you're going to Disney over spring break, like I am, Disney has announced some longer park hours. From March 21st to March 27th, the Magic Kingdom will be open an extra three hours, making their hours 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Epcot will be open from 11 to 11. Hollywood Studios is going to be open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., depending on the day. And Animal Kingdom will be open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. This is great news for everyone that is traveling to see Mickey and friends. Always check the hours every day of your trip just to make sure that you know the correct park hours because sometimes these hours change. We have kind of been seeing a trend of like every two to three weeks is when they give you the new park hours. So if you're in April right now and your park hours haven't been extended, just keep checking back in about two to three weeks before your trip. That's when they seem to release these extended park hours. And make sure that the information that you're given, because I got a text that said the hours were extended while Gina and I were there. And I told her that and it was not true. It came from a Disney app or whatever. Yeah. So it was really confusing. It said uh, rides, some of the rides at Magic Kingdom will remain open until 1030. And it wasn't true. She said the park closed at 10. Yep. When we were walking out, it was like, it was just a little past 1030 and they did the kiss goodnight. That's weird. Because we, we went and rode at, like, almost 10 o'clock. We went and rode um, Big Thunder Mountain. When we got off, it was almost closing time. So we started walking towards the exit. Blizzard Beach reopened this past weekend on March 7th. When you are entering the water park, you will see the security area and the temperature screening, just as Disney is using at Disney Springs and the parks. These areas of Disney, you don't have to wear your mask all of the time. The masks are not required on the ski lift, and they are not allowed on water slides or in the water for obvious safety reasons. You will still need to wear masks when interacting with cast members and ordering food. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I understand the water part because I know that from water aerobics, but walking to the places, I don't know. I guess you just have to be social distanced. Well, I think the problem becomes like, how are you going to hold your mask and then wait in a line and then go down a water slide while holding your mask? Well, you're not. It's, I've kind of looked into this a little bit because um, we did the same thing in Tennessee when we went to that indoor water park. You don't have to have the mask when you're standing in line for a ride, for a water ride. You only need it when you are like walking in or walking around and trying to find a place to put your stuff or when you go order food and stuff like that. That's when you need to have it on. But as far as standing in line for the water rides and stuff like that, you don't have to have it. Yeah, but that's what Vicky is saying. Like, I don't know how I feel about the, like, you just, you can't take a mask with you if you're in a line for a water ride you just made sure you social distanced and you know that kind I'm of not thing. worried about me so much as I'm worried about some people just don't I mean I'll have had both my shots they don't know how to social distance right and as teachers Stephanie and I live with that mask on for the most part well Stephanie doesn't have to when she's teaching but when she leaves the room she's supposed to leave the mask on like the rest of us and it's crazy I mean when I go to church it's hard for me when people take the mask off I'm like oh my gosh they have their mask off why do they have their mask off so 
it'll just be a change for me. It's okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just weird to get used to seeing people's faces again. That's right. Instead of just their eyes. Well, and people are going to have to realize that we can see this part of their face now. So that when they go, <laughs> that, that shows through. Or when they mouth something yeah. like <laughs> under their breath because they're used to being able to say it with nobody seeing that being is able to read their right lips. As far as kids go. Cause I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. racking, fracking, stacking. <laughs> Disney has started planting trees and other foliage around the Star Wars hotel. Some permits have also been issued for the theming inside the hotel. There is still no opening date. We've heard about them hiring and now the landscaping has been placed and permits for the inside the hotel has been issued. All these things let us know that the opening date will be coming soon. I bet it's going to be October. You know what I thought was interesting? They're just now doing the permits. I would have thought the permits are getting the permits. I would have thought those had to have been done prior to now. When they started, right. I don't know anything about being an architect or that kind of thing, but that's what I would have assumed. Good observation. I feel I feel like that makes more sense, Vicky. I just, I, I thought that and I'm like, well, I mean, it, it's news and people that are Star Wars fans, we have lots of listeners that love Star Wars and I don't want to just leave something out. So Main Street Confectionery is going to be temporarily closed. But good news, Stephanie, it will not close until after you come home. It will close on Monday, March the 29th. The refurbishment is set to happen till at least May 22nd, 21, 2021. Wow. I had to read that twice because I was like, are they serious? Two months? <laughs> yeah, it says, but the Disney calendar only goes until that date for right now. So um, some speculation that it could go actually longer than that if they needed it to. However, we are sure that this is in preparation for the 50th celebration, but Disney wanted you to know that if you still need your Mickey Krispies or candy apples or cupcakes, you can go to Big Top Treats in Fantasyland for all of those delicious needs. They don't need to be closing down anything to deal with food at any of the parks right now. Like it is right. crazy how few reservations are available yep. for any of the parks. Like you cannot get reservations to go eat anywhere. Sad. It is. They need to open things. Open more, please. People want to go and spend their money eating at your nice restaurants. Right. I think, I honestly think they're waiting on more people to get their immunization. Possibly. Yeah. Speaking of food, Eats at the Epcot Experience is now closed, another closed for refurbishment, and is expected to be closed for the next three months. So the last one was two, this one is three. They're redoing the kitchen. Disney hasn't announced any more information about this location, but luckily there are tons of yummy food booths to grab delicious snacks at the food, uh, Flower and Garden Festival. And that is true. There are lots and lots of places for you to go eat while you're there. So I just want to see if you guys were as, I guess, oblivious is a good word for this. I went in to see the Epcot experience. I don't even know that I noticed there was a food place. <laughs> I didn't even go in there. So I just thought that was weird. It said that it was closing. So I went back and I was looking at pictures online. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that was there. But I didn't even pay attention because I was so excited to see the Epcot experience. <laughs> if anything, Disney is sensory overload wherever you are. <laughs> until your eyes are closed at night. So <laughs> I imagine there are lots of things that get missed because um, there's just so much going on. Yeah. Oh, yes, a lot. Like, I'd never been in, in that circus part before. It's so different now. Yeah, and I was like, we just walked back there. I mean, obviously, we didn't have any kids or anything, but that was the first time I'd been back there. 
I liked I liked it before. I know that's nostalgia or whatever, but I liked that they had, uh, and you guys might not know this, and now that we have unisex potato heads, I don't know how that works. But <laughs> no, I know I I didn't understand it because we have a Mr. and a Mrs. But somebody was explaining it to me, so I understand now. You don't, we don't need to get into that because I don't want to cause anybody to be upset with us. But you used to be able to go in there and buy a box of parts, and they look like so. Then there was bows for Minnie, and there was Mickey ears, and you used to be able to do that, and you can't do that anymore. It's very sad. Oh, well, I have some good news. If you like the snack like me, Vicky, um, one of my favorite treats in the Magic Kingdom is back. It's in my most favorite land of Magic Kingdom, and that is Adventureland. Uh, the Adventureland Spring Roll Cart is open again. Disney only opens this cart when Magic Kingdom is busy. So we know that this could be temporary and only open for spring break. The cheeseburger and pepperoni spring rolls are guest favorites. And the return of the spring rolls also brought a price increase. Cool. Uh, so not so great here. Um, I guess this is a lot, I feel like. Um, it is. <laughs> two spring rolls used to be $7.50, and it was a snack credit when there was a dining plan. But now two spring rolls are $9.50. So we went up two whole dollars. Um, not great, and I'm not sure if that is worth it. So we'll see how hungry I am when I go back to the Magic Kingdom. Um, they are also, though, offering an aioli dipping sauce that is not on the menu. That does sound delicious. So I hope it's open when I go in 304 days. It didn't say if it costs for the dipping sauce, but we know cheese costs extra. So it made me think that that's a possibility, but I didn't want to mislead the listeners as well. So Steph, this is what I decided. I'm just going to give you $10 because I want you to try these while you're there. <laughs> All right, Vicki, which one do I need to try? What's your favorite? Um, actually, I've never had them. I'm going by everybody like Sarah and others that have told me about them. The cheeseburger, I think. That pepperoni really? one sounds really good. The pepper pepperoni one is good, but it's very greasy. I just wish they could give you one of each. Like you're getting right. two. Yeah, one of each would be good. I think at um, Sunshine Tree Terrace, there are some fried dumplings. They are, and I had them in there. Awesome. I, you need to try those. If you don't think you are into the spring rolls, go get the dumplings. The dumplings <laughs> were really they good. Look delicious. We had those for a midday snack to get us to, I believe, our Liberty Tree. We just needed something light to get us to our Liberty Tree reservation. And we didn't want to like load down. And those were a good choice. Mm. Hollywood Scoops at Hollywood Studios has a new peanut butter explosion shake. It is a chocolate shake topped with a big brownie that looks like half of a peanut butter cup and the rim is covered with butterfinger pieces. That would Delicious. be right up my son Andrew's alley. That's a lot of peanut butter. I might be the weird one, but I only like peanut butter on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I don't really care for it with dessert. No, I don't think you're weird. I, I, I like Reese's peanut butter cups, but I don't always like it in desserts and stuff like that. Good. We're, I'm feeling you, Vicki. I'm the same way. But Gina and her son and Joey all swore by the PBJ shake from 50s primetime. So I got that and I liked it. Okay, but I won't get it again because I felt like it was overwhelming of the peanut butter, which again, I like peanut butter, but I just wasn't sure about that. 
However, Kaylee got the chocolate shake and she got full and I got full too. She had like a little bit left and I had more than half of it because I'm not used to eating that large of a meal. So I poured them together. Now that's the way to go. It was like eating, <laughs> oh, that it, was, good. It was like eating a peanut butter cup. A it Reese was cup. delicious. Mm. Yes. It was delicious. So yeah, I'm the same way with bananas. I like a banana, but I don't like banana and other things like smoothies or banana flavored runts, banana chips, banana, no banana chips. And see, I can eat those and I don't prefer bananas, which is interesting. I'm weird. We already knew that. Okay. <laughs> Hazelnut mocha cake, I'm assuming is the March cake. They did never tell me that. And I looked in a couple places. I'm assuming that's the one they added this month. Hazelnut mocha cake is at Gideon's Bakehouse. It is a chocolate uh, cake layered with hazelnut and mocha frosting. It's that double layer of frosting. That's, I guess, their signature thing. And it has crunchy hazelnut pieces in it. Uh, they said that this cake is moist and fudgy with tons of frosty that the Gideon's cakes are famous for. And just a reminder, um, they change out every day. So even though it's a new cake that they brought in the rotation, it does not mean that you're going to get it that day because of how they roll things at Gideon's. But um, you can get online and check the Gideon's menu to see what the current cookies and cakes and coffees are. They had a special coffee the other day and I knew I'd forget what it was. Oh, I did remember. I think it was Oreos and cream coffee that they like premiered to see how it was gonna be, but they may bring it back later, but they just literally had it for one day and they were talking about it on a vlog, but it sounded good. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but it sounded good. Mm. As you all know, today is St. Patrick's Day, so we're going to go ahead and share some of the St. Patty's Day treats that you can find while you are at Disneyland. At Disney's California Adventure at Trolley Treats, you can find a St. Patrick's Mickey Apple and a Shamrock Mickey Crispy. Some new mini ears have popped up in Disneyland at World of Disney. These are similar to the red and snowflake balloon ears that we saw around Christmas time last year one pink, pink Mickey balloon and one purple Mickey balloon sitting on top of a mint green headband and they light up. Some lounge flight ears were spotted this week too. The ears match the lounge fly blue park icon backpack that came out recently. It has a royal blue sequence bow in the center. The ears and backpack feature icons from both Disney World and Disneyland parks. These can be found at World of Disney at Downtown Disney in Disneyland. I really like this one. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, I like, I've seen the lounge fly backpacks in that and it's really cute. I can only imagine that the ears are just as cute. I was just going to say that um, something I was looking at was recently saying that um, they are requesting that people have see-through backpacks at Disney World. And I was just blown away by that. And of course it's not required, but they just highly suggest see-through backpacks. And I was like, really? When you sell and market all of these lounge fly backpacks that have adorable designs, why would you suddenly be asking people to have see-through backpacks? I'm wondering it so right. the security doesn't have to dig as much. Um, and you either get the one that likes to dig, the one man that I had on, I mean, he might get on two <laughs> pairs of gloves and like he was going through everything. I'm like, dude, I'll pick, take it out for you. There's nothing really exciting in here. And it wasn't. Then I had the other guy, um, but he he like looked like my stuff was gonna bite him like a snake or something. He was lit, you know, literally just barely lifting his hands out and stuff. And finally I'm like, would you like me to take this stuff out? And he said, yes. But once you learn what's setting the thing off, they tell you, 
get the item, take it out and hold it out in front of you. So we know that battery packs do because they let us know that up front. But my glass case, which came from the Dollar Tree, by the way, is what sets it off every single time. And so I would just walk with it straight through. And I think I told you guys this, but when uh, this, one of the security guys showed me that they put an or like when it goes through the scanner and it shows that something is metal, it puts an orange square around it on the screen for them so they know that that's the item. So when I walked through with it straight in front of me, they could tell that that was the item that was making the, sound, the thing go off. So um, just ask them if you get pulled to the side, which it's not everybody, it's just some people. If you get pulled to the side, just say, hey, can you show me what it, what's causing the problem? And then a lot of the security guys were super nice and said, from now on, when you go through the scanner, just hold this in front of you and then you shouldn't have this problem anymore. That's helpful. I do think clear bags are pretty standard at a lot of sporting events. I know they require them at our you know, local university at um, football games, and I believe they required them at NFL games too. Everybody has to have them at school. That's hmm. what all their backpacks are, the clear ones. All right, so a Briar Rose face mask with the Disneyland or Disney World logos on them came out. Um, the logos are made with the Briar Rose glitter it reminds me of the spirit jersey um and i guess because the spirit jersey was such a huge hit they decided to get the matching face mask which i have to say that seems to be a big thing if you guys watch the grammys the other night matching your i try to make mine match but not like to that extent <laughs> and so you can find those face masks at the parks but you can also find them on shop disney good old shop disney i might have to get on there and order one they're really pretty i have to say that so Dooney and Burke collectors are going to be excited to hear about this new Robin Hood collection that's out. It can be find, found online or at Uptown Jewelers in the Magic Kingdom. It features all of the classic Robin Hood characters on a mint green background. It can, and it is in a tote, a crossbody bag, or a satchel bag. Cute. It does sound cute. I loved that movie when I was little. It was one of my favorites. I know. I have that song in my head right now. <laughs> I won't sing it. <laughs> you can sing it to me after we're done recording. <laughs> a Vera Bradley Spring Mini Collection has arrived at the Vera Bradley Store in Disney Springs or can be purchased at Shop Disney. This mini print is shades of pink and purple flowers with mini hidden among them. There are several different bag designs ranging from $40 to $140. I've seen these. They're really cute. Yeah. It's one of my favorite patterns in a long time. Mm -hmm. I think they go one way or the other. And when we were there in February, some lady had the backpack that I bought probably four years ago with my Christmas money. And it was my favorite design. It was black, but it was really colorful flowers and stuff. And the Mickeys and Minis were so awesomely hidden. And um, I finally had to give it away, you know, like give it to the trash because it had brought me much joy for a while, but it had holes in it and it was just sad. But that one is I really cute. I thought those cute. things lasted forever. They do, but I mean, I use mine a lot, so I can't say anything. I bought a new one and I like the newer one that I have. That one's from two years ago, I think. But Floral is my thing. You said it was a flower pattern, right? It is. It's super cute. And it's not just like mini heads. It's like the whole mini mouse. Yeah, that's adorable. A new Zootopia magic band was spotted at Riverside Depot and Animal Kingdom. On one side of this navy blue band is Judy Hopps and I'm Police Badge. While on the other side, you will find the city of Zootopia. It can be purchased for just $24.99. The annual pass holder flower and garden magic band for 2021 was seen this week. There were only 
2,500 made of this limited edition. So they may already be gone if you're looking for them. That one was cute. It has Mickey in overalls and a farming hat on one side. I didn't see what was on the other side. It might just say 2021 Flower and Garden. Yeah, I could buy a lot of those, but do I need them? Right. I only have one wrist. It's a problem. Well, two wrists. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, the, the RFID technology wears out after time. It's okay to buy more. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and the thing is, I have some that are five years old that still are re rec recognizable on my account. And so I bring them with me because honestly, I change them with my outfits. I figure if it's gonna work, I'm gonna use it. <laughs> well, thank you, Gina and Sarah for joining us this week and helping us bring the magical news. And thanks to all the listeners and former hosts that joined us for the exciting 600th episode. Did you guys wanna say anything for the 600th episode since you were on here with us for this big celebration? I just think it's neat that I started listening to you and that now like I've become part of the agency and you and I have become really close friends and it's just I never would have dreamed a podcast would have done that oh, yeah it's been very cool true same for me I found your story travel company through the Mousecapades podcast and that's how I became a story guide and now I'm on the podcast that I was listening to so it's all a little surreal but mm -hmm. in a very wonderful way it's so fun I remember when I first started talking to you yeah I was like starstruck <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just a second grade teacher no worries this is the Vicky Black no. <laughs> but you know what though Steph when we go to stores and stuff when the kids say our name that's when I feel like I'm famous because the kids are like this is it's the same I'm sure for you and you're just like oh yeah and my kids used to get embarrassed by it but now it happens to Kaylee that's what I think is funny so yes well thank you guys for being a part of it it is fun for Steph and I and we'd love to have all you guys on but it, it's kind of chaotic and as we told you the listeners have a hard time determining who we are this way everybody gets a little time to shine we know to make sure that we do um this is sad but the sad stuff when when Sarah's on because she's so good at obituaries <laughs> <laughs> and also we should do that we also need to make sure we're doing anything with the language with Sarah because she seems to know a lot about languages. She does. <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> and Gina just loves Disney. She doesn't care, but she loves to talk about ears. Mm. Yes. I know my husband tells me I have too many. <laughs> Somebody told me you can never have too many. I know. I agree. Some lady has a whole wall done, and I think that she said she had 75 currently. I think that's oh, what wow. I said. You could definitely do, I see a nice ear wall up the stairs or something like that. Kaylee has an ear wall in her bedroom. Amy's friend, uh, Lainey, her mom, she has more ears than I do. <laughs> That's a lot of ears. That's hilarious. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or just want a free quote, you can contact us at the Your Story Travel Company. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our TikTok page for Your Story Travel is at Your Story Travel. And be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki talks with Betsy about her recent sister's solo trip. So she went with her sister and then 
Um, she got to spend a few days solo as well. If you're interested in receiving the Your Story Travel monthly newsletter, which is filled with resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, history, and more, contact us at infoyourstorytravel.com or message us here at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. And Gina is going to make sure that you get that copy at the beginning of each month. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, happy 600th episode, everybody. And I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. And all our wishes will come true. You see, it's just like I told you. Wishes can come true if you believe in them with all your heart. And the best part is you'll never run out of wishes. They're shining deep down inside of you. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Wishes is these days.